Hello everyone, Jacob here. Uh, sorry for my audio for episode 105. Audacity upgraded and reset itself to my computer microphone. So if you're having trouble understanding what I'm saying, it's all Audacity's fault. No, just kidding. It's uh, my fault and I apologize for that. Hopefully Austin's able to save it and you guys are still able to enjoy the episode. Again, uh, sorry about it and um, hope you're still able to enjoy the episode. See ya. My trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the series podcast. Each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime. This is where else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are on E for Explicit Podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and it's just me, myself, and I today. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and get in my week <laughs> talk for myself today. I'm just kidding. Uh, our other two hosts are here. Austin, how you doing? I had an intro line lined up and everything. <laughs> you always do that when I'm actually prepared. <laughs> yep, yep. I can see it in your eyes that you got something, so I'm like, I'm going to derail it. It's my goal. Okay. Um, Alex, I didn't ruin your intro or anything, did I? No, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm wondering what the the catchy intro phrase was going to be from Austin. You don't get to hear it now. It's too late. Damn. Oh no. We'll never know. We'll put it on the Patreon. You can pay to hear it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> However, you can get all sorts of other things through the Patreon, such as. Our show notes and our deleted scenes and our recordings that we do before we actually record the episode so we can get our mush mouth out. And what else? You can request a fan fiction for us to read. You can request a fan fiction for us to write. At the highest here, you can be on the show. Woo! All sorts of amazing things. Look at all that, those goodies. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a bunch of, uh, it's like Halloween here. We're just throwing out goodies. It is spooky season. It's not spooky season. It's Lies. everywhere. It's everywhere. All over the place. It's it's Halloween already. We are all melting in our bedrooms because it's so hot. It is not I'm spooky melting. season. Melting. Melting. Jacob hasn't seen The Wizard of Oz. He doesn't understand that. I, I, I know what that's from. That they like throw holy water on the witch and she like melts. Incorrect. <laughs> oh, really? It's not. Doesn't she get caught in the rain? It's, it's a bucket of water, I think. Oh. oh. I thought it was something like cool. So it's just water? She survived this whole time, but she could melt with water? It was the Wonder Twins. Oh. Well, the Wonder Twins are the water. Bucket of water. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Form of pale. <laughs> he got so... He got shafted with that. Like, she could turn into, like, form of leopard or, like, bald eagle or some crazy shit. And he was, like, form of ice cube. I don't know. If he was, like, form of tsunami, like, I would watch out for him. But he never did anything so cool, right? I mean... Wait till he's more powerful and okay. trained more. Okay, sure. I don't know. I don't know DC. I don't know Wonder Twins. I don't... We were watching... We were watching all kinds of Super Friends intros yesterday, Austin. All right. How was your week, Alex? Well, Austin, oh. Alex ended up stranded at my apartment for like an entire day because of really bad thunderstorms. And so we like devolved into silliness and watched silly stuff on YouTube. It was so fun. So just YouTube? No, like, movies or nothing? We watched 60 Spider-Man on DVD. Yeah, that was fun. Is it, like, animated or is it, like... It's like the it's like the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So it's actual people, like, physical? No, animated. Oh, it's animated, okay. I've already seen both live-action Spider-Man shows. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know any of those. I don't, y'all watch stuff that I've never seen before. You gotta answer me up on this. <laughs> Okay, there's an American live-action Spider-Man show and a Japanese Spider-Man live-action show, and they were airing at the same time. Okay. Jacob, see, you're missing out. Austin and I, we hang out, we watch all this wacky stuff. You just gotta come over. Yeah, really. And watch it. I just don't have access to it. Yeah, well, I I wouldn't have either if it wasn't for Austin. Like, he's introduced me to all sorts of crazy stuff. That's because I'm all sorts of crazy. Very, uh... Okay. Traveled as far (laughs) as internet stuff goes. All right, let's see what's going on here. Alright, Japanese Spider-Man. Are you Spider-Man. watching it? The Japanese Spider-Man opening. I like the intro. No, <laughs> the shadows. Alright. 
That's actually a guy climbing Tokyo Tower, by the way. Really? Yeah, like for real. And he's going down it too, like. <laughs> this is way better. It's way better than the American version. <laughs> Don't say that. The American version has its own. Oh, well, I meant the 70s American live action. Oh. I was like in San Francisco, but they pretended it was New York. Oh. Or no, I think it was LA actually. What uh? What's his name? Is it still like Peter Parker or like? Uh, Takuya something. Okay. And he's the guy on the bike. Yeah. Well, there's a robot. There's Transformers. This is the origin. The, the Power Rangers have robots because of this show. Oh really? Okay. Isn't that weird? That is weird. What is the Spider-Man robot? What is that in the comics? Or is this just something that Japanese made? It's something only from this. Okay. So you've seen this series before? Oh yeah. What does the robot come into play? Like, how does he get that? Does he like say activate robot? Uh, Marvela. Okay. And then it comes in. It's a car, and then the car goes into the spaceship, and he says, "Change Leopard on," and it becomes a robot. God, you know what we should watch, you guys? We should watch Knight Rider. Oh, like Kit with Hal, or no, not Hal. What am I thinking? Hal, Kit the car. Yeah. Yep. And David Hasselhoff. Was that after Baywatch or before? Before. Okay. I think. Super popular in Germany, by the way. Really? Yeah. He was at the wall when it got torn down. Like he was, What? He was singing a song as the wall got torn down and everybody like joined in and it was like a festival. Oh, he was there for a major historical moment. That's yeah. nice. Like he was sitting there in this like lift thing, like looking over the wall. Might have been the first American to ever go to the east side of Germany. Other things we did this week. Alex and I met with an old friend and went to Cat Video Fest 2023. Woo! Where they showed 70 minutes of cat internet videos in a movie theater, and we paid $15 each for it. It was supporting a good cause. Don't forget about that part. Was it American Humane Society? I think so. It was fun. Cats are cute. I wish my cats were as wacky and zany as those cats, but, you know... Can't have everything. The audience was really into it. These were like they were really into extreme it. cat people. <laughs> they were wearing like cat clothing. This was like the event of the of the year for the cat people. Yeah. What else? What else? What else? God, what else did we do? That was that was basically. It. I went to a museum. That was uh, it was interesting. Interesting uh, eventful weekend. Jacob, what about you? I'm gonna send y'all something really quick. Should pop up on your phones momentarily. Our phones? Yeah. Oh, our phones. I didn't realize your phone still functioned. It just sends stuff every now and then. Oh, Jacob sent a text. Holy crap. Oh my gosh. Did you get hit by hail? No, that's not hail. Jacob's windshield got a horrible bubble chip thing in it. Yeah, it, it was bad. So like I... What happened? I parked at work, go through my work day, and then I come outside... And I see that. It's like a big old, like Alex said, it's a big old bubble chip or whatever on the windshield. And I'm like, thinking to myself, did that happen on the way to work? And I just didn't notice it. Like, was I so, you know, in that zone when you like drive to work and you're like, did I run that red light? You know, like you're on <laughs> autopilot to get to work. Oh. Um, and I was like, did I miss it? I was like, no, surely I would have seen, seen this. You would have heard that. You, that would have been a, a loud pop. Like that would have been. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty big. But then I then I like look up, and I see a hard hat looking over the uh, the roof of my building, and then I get out my car and I look over and there's like I'm in a big six inch roof nail like in <gasps> front of my car. So it fell off the roof and just went and hit my window or windshield and then just like bounced off. Well, I'm glad it wasn't your head. Yeah, Jesus. I know. Like, thank God it was, yeah, my car took the blow. Thank you, car. If it was their fault then, I mean, are they going to reimburse you the damage here or, like, repair it or what? No, they said it's my fault for parking there. So I'm going to have to. Is no, it... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. Uh... They were, I will give this company credit, though. Like, I got in touch with, like, the owner and he, and he called me back, like, right away. And then he's, like, going to replace it and everything. So they're doing a whole windshield replacement? Yeah, I'm getting a whole windshield replacement, and, like, I think I'm getting new wipers, too. So that's cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's, well, I need a new wipers, too, so it's kind of... Good. Can they replace the, the uh, hood of my car? Because I had hail damage recently. Uh, you can file a claim. Austin, to replace that, your comprehensive 
deductible probably is higher than what it would cost to I know. replace yeah. it. Cars are so fragile. Yeah. I don't know why you like cars as a kid, Jacob. They're so fragile. Yeah, they are, but they're they're fun. I mean, they go fast. I mean, I can't run that fast, so it's cool to get in a car and, like, you know, go fast. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. Ooh, can we do Sonic for our, how April Fool's this year? Halloween episode? Sorry. What a I got, great I, idea. I, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do something else for the Halloween episode. We'll figure it out. I want to be I want to be Sonic for Halloween. Alex, you can be um, Amy and okay. Austin. You can be um, Dr. Robotnik. I fucking knew it. You're calling me fat. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. <laughs> No. Do you want to be Big the Cat? You can be Big Cat. You want to be Big, big the Cat? cat? <laughs> Goodbye. I'm done with you guys. I said, that was a question. I asked you. I said, would you rather be Big the Cat? He fucking laughed. All right, Shadow. Austin, you could be, yeah, Shadow. Be shadow. No, Knuckles. I'd rather be Shadow than Knuckles. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh. Okay, you could be Tails. How about that? No, gross. Oh, what's wrong with Tails? He's a twink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But he's got two tails, man. It's cool. Okay, okay, okay. Real question. Who is our favorite Sonic character? I was like Knuckles. I don't like any of them. You have to pick. Can I pick a least favorite? No. I, I want to pick someone like kind of obscure just to be extra. I have one. I'll go with Shadow. He's got a gun. <laughs> because he's, he's like, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I know, I know Alex's, I know Alex's favorite Sonic character. Yes. She's not canon. No. But Sally Acorn. That's right. <laughs> Who's Sally Acorn? Archie Comics Sally Acorn is my favorite. Sonic's sexy princess girlfriend. Oh. Oh, yeah. One of my core memories is sitting on the cold tile floor of a Kroger grocery store and um, reading Sonic comics. I think I like Amy. But she had those like what are those what are what are those She's a hammer. Yeah, what are the things called that like you could like raise in the game too? Like you could start like a uh the chows? Chows. Yeah, like she had one on her shoulder and she would like could command it to kill things and that was cool. No, that was cream. Oh cream. Maybe I'm thinking of cream. The bunny. I'm not brushed up on my Sonic the Hedgehog lore. Well you better be for our April Fool's episode. Funny thing is he's like he's fast, right? Yes. Yo, know, turtles are slow and I saved a turtle. Actually, like, right before this podcast. That was crazy. What? Yeah, I saved a turtle. It was, like, crossing into traffic, and I was one of those people, and I, like, whipped around, and it was an alligator-snapping turtle, and I, like, kicked it into the ravine that it came from. Is this a transition? No, 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 I'm dead serious. That was part of my week. I was driving. I saw this turtle. I thought it was a busted tire, but then it, was, like, was moving, and I was like, what the heck is this? It was a snapping turtle, and it was about to get ran over. I was able to save it. How, you kicked it into a ravine. I don't think you he saved, saved it. it. Yeah. He did. He saved it by killing it. No, no. It, and sparing it from the pain of the, no. living in the world. <laughs> like it didn't fall in a ravine is not the right word. It was like a ditch where there's water. You kicked it? I, it was a snapping turtle. What choice did I have? Let it live its life. What are you doing? Stop messing with nature. It was about to get hit by a car. Like it was in the middle of the road. So how did you not get hit by the car? No, like there was a red light. And so, like, I got out to try to, like, hurry it along, and then the lady came with a bag, and <laughs> was able to. Sh- we were able to, like, shove it out of the way really quick, that way it didn't get hit by a car. By kicking it. Yeah, that's the only choice I had. Imagine being the person driving a car at an intersection, and you see a man get out of his car, kick a turtle into a bag held by a random lady. Jacob, are you about to go viral? Are we going to see <laughs> this might, video from somebody's, like, phone yeah. camera from the side of the road? Hey, I saved a life, so that's all that matters. They're endangered, so, hey. Did it hiss at you? Yeah, it did, because I kicked it. Yeah, it was pissed. <laughs> I, w- I wonder why. Yeah, I mean, it had the tail or whatever, and this guy's like, I saw that it was a snapping turtle, because it was, like, had that tail. It was alligator snapping turtle. And this guy's, like, driving by, and he's like, that's a snapping turtle. And I was like, yeah, I know. I'm, he's, he's about to be pissed. How many people are involved in this story? There's about four or five, because there's some runners, too, that, like, were cheering us on. Why are there more and more people Everybody every left. moment? Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like, a, it was like a united thing. Like, we tackled this. That thing looks like a dinosaur. Yeah, I was able to get it to that ravine thing, and it burrowed its way into it and was happy. I can see why you thought it was a piece of tire, because it kind of looks like a tread. Oh, my God, look at this evil fucking thing. Called evil. I saved it. But yeah, that, look at it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it looked. That tail. Yeah, Jacob, that's as big as a grown man. <laughs> it was huge. It was a big turtle. Why are you fucking around with this thing? <laughs> I don't want it to die. I think if you hit this thing 
you might die. I mean, I don't know. No, no, this thing, this thing, man, when it hissed at me, it sounded like a car horn. I've dealt with these things before. Okay, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> no, we used to swim in the ditch as a kids and they'd be, they'd, they would be in them. How can you kick this thing and not break your foot? Did you like scoot it? Is that what you yeah, did? Yeah, yeah, I kind of like scoot it, but I like gave it a really hard kind of like, he had to get up. Yeah, he had to get out of there. You know, so I like kicked it kind of hard in the back and it hissed and then it started like following me. And then it ran, like it actually started running and uh, got out of there pretty quick. It actually got up on its hind legs, which scared the hell out of me. I didn't know turtles could do that. And then it started talking and then it started singing show tunes. It kept asking me for pizza. Dude, Calabunga. <laughs> hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Okay. We're going for Ninja Turtles and you're going for... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm going... Um, What is his name? What's the frog's Something name? Something J-Frog. Esquire? I don't know. Michigan J-Frog. Michigan. Thank you. Okay. I can't believe you knew that name, Austin. I googled singing frog. No. Good for you, Jacob. You saved an innocent creature from certain doom. Yeah, you saved some human beings from this evil turtle. People thought it was like a human, though. They got hit like a runner, so that probably helped out a lot. What? First it went from, look like a discarded piece of tire tread, then it was a dying human on the side of the road. Once we got it off the road, like, people were like, is everything okay? They thought, like, you know, something bad happened. So after, I know, I have a good transition, okay, okay. So after your crazy day spent wrangling turtles, it sounds like you need a nice relaxing dip in a hot spring, Jacob. Thirty second summary challenge this week, Alex. You've got um, a hot water bottle battle. Nope. A hot water bottle. Battle. <laughs> hot water battle. That's right. And then um, so close. Hook line and stinker. Which uh, we can we're gonna talk about that one a little bit um, because that's actually like an old. Like I googled that and there was a ton of stuff. That's like a stolen title for like a ton of like different media. I think that's probably just a common thing, like a common phrase. Yeah, it probably is. Wait, what am I doing? You're doing the second episode. The Sea King episode. All right, so what was the first one? Hot wa- a hot water battle? Hot water bottle battle. Sure. <laughs> hot water bottle battle. Three, two, one, go! All right, so like Alex said, we stop at a hot spring, and then this sort of devolves into like the three starters of this region kind of get into it a little bit. Maybe it's jealousy involved. They wander off chasing a ball that everyone's playing with, and they wind up in this cave with Team Rocket, and then a Snorlax collapses and traps them in the cave. They try to get out of it, and they struggle a little bit. Uh, eventually, like Team Rocket and the three starters work together, but then they betray them as they get out, and then it turns into a big battle where like the three starters kind of work together to defeat Team Rocket, and then they reconcile their differences. Time! Boom. Wow, that was pretty uh, succinct there. I'm on a high. I'm on a high. I just saved a turtle. We are currently located in the sweltering tropics of Johto, apparently located somewhere between, where are we, Route 36 and Ecrutique City? We left the map. We're not. (laughs) Out of bounds? Yeah, we're no longer (laughs) in Johto. This was wild to me, you guys. They're in, like, the tropical rainforest, and there's, like, banana trees and, like, a bunch of monkeys, like, apalms and shit, and, like, monkeys are running all over the place. And there's, like, a hot spring. Can't those, like, kill you? Is it, like, Yellowstone Park, where it's, like, if you go into it, you immediately die? Something about the gases, too. Like, you can't go near the sulfur. Some kind of gas with sulfur, like, just kills you instantly. That's the reason why, like, volcanoes are so deadly. Yeah, so this apparently... I don't know, because a little bit later, I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but a little bit later, I think Team Rocket mentions that it's, like, in the guidebook. Like, this is a tourist destination or something, but... It's kind of, it seems like off the beaten path. I never heard of like at your own risk hot springs. No, no lifeguard on duty. They're, that's where they are. They're in the tropical jungle of Johto. Ash and Brock do the comical, I guess you can't have an episode with bananas in it without comically slipping on a banana peel and flying into the hot springs. They could have died. They could have died. What if that was like a thousand degrees? They would have died. Y'all, I don't know about you guys, but I've always... So, you know, like, the original banana, right? Like, it's gone. The ones in the store now, I think, are called Cavendish or whatever. 
but they're not anything like what an original banana was, which I think is called like the Gross Michelle banana. I've always wanted to try one. But they're gone. But they don't exist. Yeah. Or if they do, I don't know where to get them, but... What happened? Was it like big banana? I thought there was like a plague of some sort. Like a oh, the, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. I think I've heard that story now. Something to the effect of like it was ravaged by pests or disease or something and it killed off all the original crop. And so they had to like engineer a better banana that was like resistant to the plague. What did the original ones taste like then? Were they sweeter? Allegedly, you know, the banana flavor candy that doesn't taste anything like a banana. Yeah. Allegedly, it's based on the OG banana. I like that. I like these bananas we got better than. I don't like that original banana. Oh, I prefer the the candy taste, but I like the sugar. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, I'm as curious about that as I would be about like, what is a berry from the Pokemon world taste like? Do not get me started. <laughs> That's Austin's greatest dream in life. Specifically the orange berries. They look so good. They look like a giant like... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it looks like a blue raspberry if it was real. It's like a kiwi if it was blue or something. Oh, it looks so good. Too bad. Maybe one day in the future when they start, like, genetically making, like, fake foods, but whatever. So, yeah, we're in the hot spring. We decide that we're going to, instead of going to Ecruteague like we should be doing, we're going to spend all day in the hot spring. And all the Pokemon can come out and play. Woo! Are we sure we're not in purgatory? Are we sure we're not dead at this point? (laughs) It's hard to it's hard to tell at this point. I don't even know. So we decide to have a beach vacation day and all the Pokemon come out to play. They're all having a really great time. But of course, Totodile and Chikorita get super competitive and poor Cyndaquil gets repeatedly like punched in the face. He's standing there doing nothing and then gets pulled into this rivalry situation. And Ash is completely useless. He just stands there and he's like, looks like everybody's having a grand old time. And Misty's like, I think your Pokemon are, like, fighting. I mean, it's like, I know if you have, like, animals, you know, sometimes if you have, like, two cats or dogs or whatever, and they kind of, like, play fight, that's, like, one thing. But they were, like, getting aggressive with each other. Yeah, they lose playtime. Recall them. They can't behave. Then get them back in the ball. So they get all crazy. And I think the ball that they're playing with, which I don't even know where this came from, but they have a Master Ball Beach Ball. It came from, uh, what was that place with the underage bikini contest? Porta Vista. <laughs> They've been carrying it around this whole time? They had it in that episode. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Oh my god, so they have been carrying it around for all this time. And you know what it made me think of was the the Furret Pokemon Stadium 2 minigame? Where you have to bounce the ball? Yeah. Oh yeah. What is that? Kind of. All right. Jake had never played Pokemon Stadium. No, that just runs. It reminded me of the toy when you said ferret. Like, remember that toy they used to sell at KB Toys with the ferret and the ball? Oh, yeah. And you turn the ball on and it, like, had, like, the ferret was playing with it. And they put it in, like, a cage in, in, like, the store. Yeah, they had, like, a little cage for it. I never, I wanted one, but I never, never got one. I was like, what am I going to do with this thing? <laughs> I kept on walking. Do those things have a name? Ferret ball. Ferret Hold on, I'm looking ball. at Weasel ball. <laughs> Weasel. Weasel. Weasel? Nah, that's a fair. That's no weasel. It's a piece of felt, is what it is. Well, here's like a weasel ball thing. Ferret ball toy. So I would Google. Let me see. No, it has a name. Like the brand name? Weasel ball. That's what it is. It's called Weasel ball. We already said that. (laughs) No, but it's not Weasel ball. It's something else. Ball. 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 I'm going to Google balls. Toy. (laughs) Pokemon balls. No, not a slinky. Apparently, it's a dog toy. (gasps) <gasps> Ooh! guess what i found for 30 dollars what guess a pokemon beach ball master ball no. beach ball oh. oh no the rainbow parachute i hate those we're gonna get one no i beg you how much is the big one? okay 12 foot how much is that i have like this gives me a panic attack the 20 footer is 80 dollars that's a lot to handle though Okay, I'm seeing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 handholds. So we need 12 people to chip in. Do we know 12 people? <laughs> we could find them. Okay, I, I'm calling it. Pokemon, Pokemon. <laughs> okay, I cannot find the name. I swear to God, I thought that, like, uh, I'll research that while you're it. doing that. Okay. Okay. As you can tell, these episodes are really exciting. I'm going to use my one veto power and say no to the parachute toy. You're no fun. Sorry. I, I get claustrophobic real easy. Okay, so it's not Weasel with a Z. Maybe it is the weasel ball. I I don't fucking know. That's what everything is telling me. Okay, weasel ball. All right. So the ball goes flying off into the distance. And Ash is like, well, I guess you better go find it. Because teamwork makes the dream work and all that. 
they run off to go find it. On the way, they run into a group of APOM. What is like, I guess a troop, right? Because they're like monkeys. So it's like a troop of APOM. But they run into this group of APOM that start harassing them and chasing them off. And they're like, no, we're not going to give your ball back. You're out of luck. And they have no choice but to run away. Meanwhile, Team Rocket is also there and they're on their way to the hot springs, but they get steamrolled by this herd of apoms that comes barreling through the forest and the twerps Pokemon too. And they're like, oh my God, I think that was like Ash's Pokemon. We better follow them. This is our first time seeing, this isn't our first time seeing apom, is it? First time in the show. Is it really? Lisa from the movie had one. Oh, that's right. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Well, just wait till we get to Diamond and Pearl. Yay. I was thinking that the whole time. (laughs) I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, when does Ash catch one of these? But I'm like, wait, that's not how it happens. It's before he gets his glagger. All in due time, we'll get there. We end up at a cave because the Apoms have cornered the Pokemon in this like cave area. And because I think like the ball like bounces in there, right? If I'm not mistaken. I lost track of the balls. Oh, the Apoms steal the ball. One has the ball and it's like super monkey ball. I wish. It rides it in. It's like the same thing. It like rides it into the um, the cave. Okay. So they go into the cave and the starters follow them. Yeah. They go into the cave because that seems like a smart idea. And Team Rocket is there and they also mean to follow. But at this very moment, a hungry Snorlax comes by because Team Rocket has like backpacks full of fruit. And the Snorlax is like, I'm going to take that. Thanks very much. So it attacks them. So Snorlax's big ass blocks the way and they can't get back out. So they have no choice but to push forward into the cave and hopefully there's a way out on the other side. Meowth is there too and he somehow gets separated from Jesse and James and he ends up with Totodile who heroically saves Meowth's life when Snorlax starts having like a night terror and like starts thrashing around and almost causes a cave-in because all the rocks are falling everywhere. Mm. I can relate, Snorlax. I can relate. Meowth is like, oh my god, I can't believe you would do this for me. That's so wonderful of you. Somehow, I think they, they meet back up with Totodile, or, or excuse me, uh, Chikorita and Cyndaquil, and they make their way out of the cave with the power of friendship and also Water Gun. And also, Snorlax, I don't know how they ended up back, like, at the entrance where Snorlax was. I was confused about that, too, because they're walking. I didn't know, like, you could escape a cave by just walking to the back of it. I didn't think that that would be, like, a smart thing to do. All right, I got notes on the pathways they took. Okay. So they made a big circle. The starters just went back the way they came. Okay. Okay. That's where they went. Team Rocket, they just go into the cave, and seemingly, with zero explanation, we cut to outside the cave, the wall explodes, and Team Rocket walk out of it like nothing happened. Did y'all miss that? I remember that, yeah. I thought they blasted it open, though. James is holding a makeshift axe made of stones. Okay, that Did y'all see that? Me. That was so weird. Okay, now that I'm thinking of it, that's right. Austin's right, because in one scene, we see Totodile's water gun. Like, he's spraying it at a wall of rock. So I thought that that's how they got out. No, they were in a different place. They were in a different place because they bit Snorlax on the ass to get it to move. Smash cut, we cut back to Team Rocket, who simultaneously explode out of the cave like they would if Totodile was, like, water gunning it, but they were nowhere near Totodile. The the wall just explodes, and they walk out of it calmly. It doesn't make sense. But James is holding an axe. And my axe. He Minecrafted his way out of he this must cave. Have. <laughs> it's like diamond can cut diamond. They get out. They don't die trapped in a cave, thankfully. But Snorlax is really mad. He's really mad that he got flamethrowered in the butt. And so he has a tantrum and like causes somehow he runs into the side of the mountain, which causes a tsunami situation, like a torrential deluge of like water to spill over in the hot springs. And then they ride Snorlax down the river, like the rapids. <laughs> Where does this water come from that like he he hits? Like, I don't I, I it came from know. where the apoms were. There's like this large hot spring type of area and like all the water somehow it turned into a flood and it takes Snorlax and the starters down the river. Listen, I'm just saying all these problems are because of Snorlax. Not a good showing for Snorlax. He's very antagonistic this episode. This is a douchey Snorlax. Yeah, not not like our lovable Snorlax. Our lovable Snorlax who ate several islands worth of grapefruits. That's true. Snorlax is just 
washing down the river, but meanwhile, Totodile Chikorita and Cyndaquil are in mortal danger because it's not an episode with water if there's no waterfall at the end of it. So we have to have a, oh my god, they're careening toward the waterfall moment. Finally, after hours and hours of noticing, like, something, it's been all this time and Ash has not noticed anything's wrong, but he's like, oh, he's splashing around, having a good old time with Pikachu. He's like, oh, wait, I think uh, somebody's missing. We should probably go look for the starters. Like, (laughs) they've been gone for a while. That's what made me mad about this. They've been gone for a long time at this point, and Ash is just not realizing that they're not there. They're not Pikachu. He doesn't care. That's true. Yeah. He's probably trying to get rid of them, and I think about it. I get rid of Chikorita. He's like, if they don't come back, no big loss, right? Yeah, who cares? He eventually gets off of his duff and uh, decides, okay, he needs to look for his Pokemon. So he arrives just in time to see them careening down the river, about to be launched over the waterfall into the rocks below. But Totodile and Chikorita take matters into their own hands. They're like, you know what? We can't count on Ash to save our lives. We got to save ourselves. So Totodile jumps and launches himself onto like a tree. He's hanging there. Chikorita grabs Totodile and Cyndaquil and swings like Spider-Man over to the tree, and they're hanging there. And I thought Ash would be like, oh shit, I gotta recall my Pokemon. Like, they're perfectly, like, in a spot where I can, like, recall them. That's such a good point. I think about that. Why would he do that when he could heroically climb the tree and secure them with his own <laughs> arms? That's the hard way to do it. But he does. He He runs heroically, he climbs up the palm tree, and grabs Totodile just in the nick of time before he falls and gets swept away by the the current. So they save themselves, basically. And I think at the end of it, the ball somehow gets back into their possession and the day is saved. Yep, the ball's okay. The, the Thorlax is still in the Kareen River heading toward the waterfall. Did It, it never went over. <laughs> it never went over. The horses leave. <laughs> they, they don't care. care. Oh, I think, didn't Snorlax get caught on, like, a rock or something right before the end of the... Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, because at the end they show Team Rocket using him as a buffer to stop the water. Yeah. So the starters were never really in any danger, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he got caught on the end. He wasn't going to go off, but... But that none of that matters because the ball, like Jacob said, the ball was safe. It lives to go to another underage bikini contest. So... Yep. <laughs> it lives on. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So oh my God. we learned a valuable lesson today. Did we? I, I guess so. The apom have drowned. <laughs> Their habitat has been destroyed. <laughs> they can no longer relax. Yeah, I mean, poor apom. Jeez, okay. But it was because of the Snorlax, though. Like, we need to be clear. Like, Snorlax did this. It's not the twerps. The twerps were innocent. They didn't do anything. Yeah. No, they 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 showed up there, and they leave a path of destruction in their wake. If they had never came, it would have just been a peaceful <laughs> afternoon. That Snorlax was going to wreak havoc and, just, and cave in the cave and flood the area no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Okay. End of episode. End of episode. <laughs> now on to the super fun part of our most valuable player, our least valuable player, and our quote. And Alex, you're going first, followed by Austin, and then me. Okay, I immediately know who I'm going to give my MVP to because this is also my quote for this moment alone, and it's going to be Jesse. So she gets MVP for this particular line, which I... Oh my god, I forgot about that! (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. I specifically glossed over it. I didn't mention it because I wanted to save it to this moment. So James has an interesting time where he sees like the twerp Pokemon and he's like oh my gosh, okay, if I use my powers of deduction, he like turns into Sherlock. He has like a whole cutaway section where he's like in his hat with a pipe and he's like Sherlock Holmes or whatever. And he's like, if we follow the Pokemon, we'll find the twerps and all this. Jesse, when it cuts back to Jesse, she says, brilliant deduction. We've chased that little brat and his Pokemon for years. And now we've got them just where we want them. Not the Jesse quote I thought you were going to use. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay, there's another one then. All right. Oh my god. Okay, so no, that was my big moment. Apparently Austin has another big moment. But the fact that she sits there and says that she's chased them for years. Okay, audience, uh, help us out here. In the original Japanese, do they ever elaborate on time? Or is that just the dub trying to make it uh, work? Austin's furiously Googling it. I'm curious, because I wonder if they don't say that in the the original. What was the actual line, you mean? Yeah. I 
don't know, but I'm invested in this line that she says. This is a recurrent theme. We Every time they say something like this, we catch it. Bulbapedia does not say anything, but that doesn't mean anything. Every time they mention any sort of passage of time situation, I am on that shit like, like a vulture. Like, I'm just like, oh my god, they reference time passing. <laughs> yeah. Ash is still 10, I don't know what to tell you. This is insane to me. The fact that she says the word years and he is still not, they have not aged. I mean, th- that's not right. That is not right. Okay, so yeah, quote and uh, MVP. So what's my LVP? Um, You're spoiled for choice. I don't know. I I can't give it to Snorlax. Snorlax is my favorite, so I can't do it. Ash. Okay, it's going to be Ash. I knew it. Easy. Low-hanging fruit there. Low-hanging banana. Hey. Hey, not the original, though. Not the original. Okay, my Jesse quote. <laughs> Okay, my Jesse quote, when they're in the cave, she says, I learned a long time ago that where there's an exit, there's an entrance. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs> I think that's the dirtiest thing they've ever said. I think that might be it. No, come on. It, it means, you know, they're not saying it like no, that. No, 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 Jacob. That is an anal no, joke. No, it's yes, not. it is. No, yes, it is. It's like when you go into Walmart and they have them labeled entrance and exit, but you can still. No, yeah, it's, come it's on. anal. I'm sorry to tell you this. I'm sorry. The fact that she says, I learned a long time ago, like that would have been something she would have learned in her like wild younger years. Like mm-hmm. when she was on the bicycle gang. Oh, oh god the butt without the seat maybe i don't know <laughs> that was that was a good that one, was Austin. a jaw-dropping moment for sure yeah, it was jaw-dropping yeah <laughs> i need you to send me a quote austin too i'm gonna steal one oh, here i got plenty okay. let me just send you a bunch and you can pick one which you want no don't, don't delete it did you write down the meowth one which meowth one I, oh i have a meowth one <laughs> oh. okay i got i got one i'm good i'm good all right, so entrance is also an exit, or exit's also an entrance, yeah. <laughs> okay, we got like six quotes lined up. See, okay, you, you shit on me for saving that turtle, but then you put a quote like this in there. Okay, the quote in question, just for context, the quote in question that Austin put is, Meowth says, I was trying to catch you, why did you save me? Totodile says, Toto. And then Meowth says, just because I'm another living creature like you? Aw. So what's your quote, Jacob? Pick one. It's my turn. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, God, sorry. What is with us today? Okay, my MVP is going to be Chikorita because Chikorita really handled the day really smoothly. She, when they found the A-Palm with the beach ball, she just kind of politely went up to it and was like, oh, hi, uh, you have our ball. And then the A-Palm was very rude to her. Chikorita was the first one to apologize when they all apologized to each other in the cave and Meowth was translating. Chikorita, really, Totodile didn't need to do anything. Chikorita single-handedly saved their lives from that waterfall situation. Hmm. And my LVP is going to be... I'll, I'll give it to the Wild Snorlax. That that thing's a menace. Oh. Okay. Uh, my quote is going to come from Meowth. And um, it says, Look, Snorlax is blocking the exit. Isn't that illegal? <laughs> and that's funny. That's funny to think about what Jesse said, too. It goes hand in hand. It's weird. Uh, my, um, oh my gosh, my MVP, I'll give it to the people, the people of this area for not, like, making this, these hot springs a tourist trap. You know, we've seen that. Like, they, there's no t-shirts or anything there. There's no charge to get in. That's pretty cool. LVP, I'll give it to the Apom, because it sounds like Napalm. Oh my god. Napalm's no good. Love the smell of Apom in the morning. Ooh, can that be a title? <laughs> I love the smell of Apom in the morning. Oh my god, that's a... No, that's bad. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it works so good. well. <laughs> Just do it. We'll, that's we'll figure one. it out. Okay. No, I think we figured it out. Don't yeah. be don't be afraid, Austin. Just do it. Commit to the bit. I love the smell of apalm. That's a good one. And that's it. Is that it for me? Did I say it I all for you? I think so. Yep. All right. Well, what's your one observation? I actually have multiple observations because I'm extra. Okay. My first of which is this wasn't a very good spotlight episode for apalm. Yeah, they're a bunch of little, like, menaces. They just... Like, they were barely in it. Oh, well. I kind of appreciate that, because it means we're starting to gradually get away from the... this. We're at the Apom Town for the Apom Festival. <laughs> so we're kind of moving away from that. I appreciate that. Instead, what this episode is, is not quite the first of its kind, but essentially the first of its kind. It's the Starters Are Lost in the Woods episode. Wait, is this, like, one of the first ones? The first one was the Island of Giant Pokemon. Right. Where all the Pokemon dialogue was subtitled. Right. 
This is the first one where it's not subtitled and Meowth awkwardly has to translate everything they say. Is that right? That's crazy. Can you think of another example of specifically the starters, because we got to highlight them mm-hmm. to sell merchandise. They're away from the twerps and they're on their own adventures. Not counting... Not with this group. No, not counting like shorts, like Pikachu shorts or anything. Mainline episode. No, I guess not, which is weird because... I'm thinking of, like, later episodes. I'm like, oh, this has happened many times. But, like, I guess you're right. This will be a very annoying tradition moving forward. I was going to say, it's been uh, it's been used quite a lot. Yep. We don't get, like, Apom continuously coming back. Like, Apom's not the new Jigglypuff. No. Okay. Snubble's a new Jigglypuff. Kind of. Yeah. They don't use it as much in this season, thank God. Cool. So that was a uh, hot water battle. I didn't like that title. Nah. It was underwhelming. What could they have called it? Apom business? Apom business. I love the smell of apom in the morning. <laughs> Snorlax, more like Borlax. <laughs> Borlax. It was a decent episode, I thought. Eh. It wasn't that bad. Sure. I like this next one a little bit better. I always disagree with you guys. Okay. You're so contrarian That's all fine. the time. I know. Yeah. We need we need we need the hill. Like I said, you're doing a roll. Hook line and stinker. Like I said before, this has been used like Looney Tunes has had this. I think the Three Stooges may have used this. I mean, it's a pretty common title. Are you ready for the 30-second summary, Jacob? Yes. I'll count you down again in three, two, one, go. All right, so we start off with, like, a uh, Misty comes to this t- come to this town. There's a big fishing festival. It's the annual fishing festival. There's this one guy there who's really a jerk, and he has a polyrath, and Misty has a polywhirl. I can't remember its name, whatever. They get into it, and they have, like, this little battle, but then the fishing tournament starts, and they go out into the water, and they start to see who can catch the largest sea king, and Misty finally catches one at the end, and it ties with uh, Lars, whatever he called, and then they battle at the end in the water arena, and uh, Misty wins. Where do you come up with these names? He he looks like a Lars to me. I kept wanting to call him Lars. His name is Andreas. Yeah, I just wanted to call him Lars. He's just like a Lars. It's very Steven Universe. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) So after our busy day of relaxing at the hot springs, today we are relaxing because that's what we do in Johto. Missy's Pokemon are doing great because this is the second episode in a row they actually get to breathe. (laughs) Poliwhirl floats into a Poliwrath and the Poliwrath beats him up because it's a Poly jerk. But Andreas, in his stupid blue hair, who, who hates Misty and calls her red, he thinks that Polly Whirl is a Polly Wimp, and Misty is all mad. And then Andreas insults his other, her other Pokemon, Goldeen and Staryu, and like, he's rude, but he's not wrong. Yeah, but he just comes out of nowhere, like, like, insulting her. It's like, what the hell? Like, this is completely uncalled for. He should keep that thought to himself, but he's not wrong. Okay, is it bad that my first thought, because I know this is not a good thing, and obviously you shouldn't teach your kids this at all, but it's like, my very first thought was, does he have a crush on her? Because he's like, bullying her like that. Thankfully, they did not go in that direction. They didn't go in that direction, but I just was like, why is he being so unnecessarily antagonistic out of nowhere? He's just a jackass. Plus, I didn't really like the fact that it's like, how come every time, like, somebody means to insult somebody with like ginger hair it's always they that's the thing that they point out like she was red immediately like like why are they using her hair color as an insult as a fellow ginger kind of (laughs) why is that always the default insult okay that's the default insult for redheads but you know what the default episode plot line is for johto episodes competent annual festivals annual festivals because we are here at the annual seeking catching competition this makes no sense, right? How so? How? Isn't it freshwater? Don't. Just don't. Brackish. <laughs> brackish <Okay>. water. <laughs> all water All water is brackish. It's all it's wa- okay. it's fresh and salt at the same time. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. Can't Pokemon just... They can survive anywhere, right? I mean... Uh, what, what kind of fish? Is it a goldfish? What is Sea King? It's a goldfish. It's a koi. Oh, is it a koi? That makes sense. With a horn. It's like a unicorn. We're finally here... It took 170-some episodes. We're finally here at the Sea King episode, everyone. Wait a minute. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. This is a Kanto Pokemon. What the fuck? Yep. 
are really diving deep into the the Rolodex of Pokemon at this point. Diving deep. Hey. hey. I like how Ash points out that they just came from the bug catching competition, and this is like the exact same thing. Yeah, they were pretty lazy with this one. <laughs> He makes that joke. He's like, um, isn't this just like the bug thing? Like, however, in this one, if you win, you don't get to keep the seeking, but you do get a trophy and you get a year supply of chocolate bars. I hated that. I hated that. The chocolate bars are just sitting there in the sun. They're going to (laughs) be melted by like the time they're going to be melted. Alex is chomping at the bit because, oh my God, this is just like the bug catching competition. And they have a special Pokeball for this. Actually, I have several thoughts. Three thoughts. One, they don't get to keep the Sea King. Misty doesn't keep her Sea King. She wins. Well, she has a Goldeen, so that was kind of stupid, but whatever. Get rid of Goldeen. I know, right? Also, that Sea King was like the size of four adult people. I don't want that Sea King to be sticking around. I don't want it around. Fun fact about uh, Goldfish is they grow to the size of their tank, so they can literally get the size of a van. Whoa. I don't think they can get that big, but they can get big. No, trust me, I've seen them. Okay, so I didn't realize that they didn't get to keep it, but I guess that makes sense. You, you thought Misty had a goal, a seeking from now on? Doesn't she have a seeking in some kind of media? Not in this. Well, does she get ever get, does it ever evolve? Nope. Oh, I have a false memory about that then. How dare you not remember the trajectory of Misty's Goldeen? <sighs> I'm a bad fan, I'm so sorry. So, okay, second thought, I'm with Jacob. Like, what the fuck kind of prize is a year's supply of chocolate bars? What is this? The SpongeBob episode? <laughs> yeah, you rub it on your body and you live forever. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, what what is the correlation between the chocolate bars and a fishing competition? Like, I thought it was gonna be like, oh, here's a coupon to like the bait and tackle shop, or like here's a water stone, fishing or reel, like the game, like you get a good rod, yeah, or something. You get a better fishing rod, or like a collection of lures, or something, like anything, really. Okay, I got a goldfish update. Okay. The world's largest goldfish record is 67 pounds. Holy. It's huge, but it's not a van. You can't ride in it. You could. It could probably eat you. The guy at the end says uh, Sea King was 55 kilos. Okay, 55. That's like 100 and something pounds. It's like 120 pounds. It's 121 pounds. I was close. Yeah, good job. I mean, that makes sense. Sea King are big. What is the, what is? What is the average Sea King size? Yeah, can you look up the weight of a Sea King? We're Sea King, the Sea King weight. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I've, I'm looking at naval planes. That's not right. A Sea King helicopter is 14,000 pounds empty oh, weight. Oh, wow. Okay. So I don't think that's right. Just Bulbapedia it. 86 pounds is the average. 86, yeah. So this was a mega Sea King. Okay. Don't say mega. Sorry. This was a whopping. Oh, I caught a whopper. Wait, my third thought. The Pokeball. Wasn't it gorgeous? Thoughts on the Pokeball. The Lake Ball. It was called a Lake Ball, right? Mm-hmm. I liked it. I think it's just, it. well, it suffers the same fate as the Park Ball that we had a whole conversation about. These are excess Park Balls from the bug competition, and they just... Did they just paint them? And they had too much chocolate, too, so they had to get rid of that. Yeah. To me, they're more like a Lack Ball. A Lack Ball? What does that mean? But they're not any good. I just I'm so upset you guys these pokeball designs in the anime are so cool and why don't we get that kind of shit in the games I don't know Austin I feel like you're expecting me to say more about the lake ball but like I don't have much thought aside from it's pretty okay good (laughs) someone on the anime team's having fun designing new pokeballs I don't know what's going on it looks really cool it's got like a fish type of motif on it and it's got like what like a yellow arrow type thing Does the arrow say this side up? (laughs) (laughs) Alex, I'm going to make you a lake ball for Christmas. Please do. It looks a lot better than the dive ball. Hot take. Okay. Oh, I like the dive ball. Anyway. Anyway, it's time for the Sea King competition in which Ash and Misty are going to participate. Ash is using Pikachu. Misty's using Poliwhirl. Andreas is there too. He gets his own boat. Ash and Misty have to share a boat with Brock. And it's kind of like everything goes. You can do whatever you want. You can just catch a seeking, but <laughs> there's no use any kind of word, use any kind of rod. You you can jump in the water and grab it yourself. They don't care. Yeah, they don't fucking care at all. They're like just go. For it. They didn't have any rules about like attacking other trainers or anything either. There's no like wake rules or speed limits in the water either. It's like just like it's like a destruction derby, which happened, which I feel like would be very dangerous with boats specifically. 
Well, we do have a moment where it gets really dangerous. And I was like, oh, my God, somebody could have died. Yep. Team Rocket here, too. Jesse and James are also participating. And they're really cute fishing outfits. They do have cute fishing outfits. <laughs> they were really cute. They were wearing, like, polos and sunglasses and shorts and, like, white sneakers. They had aviators on. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. They like they were playing croquet more than fishing, but, you know, whatever. Pokeball mechanics. Andreas catches a Sea King and then says, Sea King, go, and releases it back into the lake. Yeah, what was up with that? Wasn't big enough. Because he's won it before, right? Have we talked about that? How he's, like, the reigning champ? Yeah, he's a loser who only ever does Sea King catching competitions. Yeah, there's like 10 people in this tournament, too. It's not that big. But, like, he knows, like, what the winning size is. He has enough knowledge under his belt to be, like, immediately on catching it. He knows, like, oh, this is X size and it's not good enough for what I need. But the fact that he says go and it, like, releases it, I don't... It's a special property of the lake ball. I don't know. Okay. Ooh, maybe it specifically doesn't catch it forever. It only catches it for one time. And so when you let it out of the ball, it's no longer bonded to the ball. Yeah. Could you reuse it? Yeah, you can reuse the ball because he does because he catches a different one later. So once you catch it, I think you keep it in the ball until you take it to the water tank at the end. Which is an automatic release. Yes. That's I love my theory. Good job. Good job, Austin. Better at Pokeball mechanics than me. Can you talk about for a second how like when he catches it, like they beat the crap out of it before they catch it? Polyrath beats the shit out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was disturbing to me. It's like they launch it out of the water and then Polyrath flies up in the air, like flies and then beats the crap out of it and then knocks like KOs it. It was sick. I know I was going to say instead of like, you know how when we get the traditional like, oh, it's a K or a knockout, you know, where they're just kind of unconscious, they get the swirly eyes, right? Like that's how you know they're not dead. But these Seeking had X eyes. Oh, so I was like, oh, my God, they're (laughs) fucking dead. (laughs) I mean, imagine you're a sea king and you're just swimming along and the next time you get, you get caught and then you flop out of the air, a polyrath beats the shit out of you and then you just get thrown back in the water. And this happens once a year. So the other 364 <laughs> days you live in terror of this They're happening. They're <laughs> How are they breeding like this? <laughs> oh, there must be a surplus of giant sea king. Maybe that's, there's a population control component to this. There's something in the water. <laughs> it's like the toxic. Is it like, a, do they farm them there? Is this like a, like a, they cultivate the sea kings there specifically for this purpose or I don't know. Seeking is not a very exciting Pokemon. You gotta make our own excitement. Team Rocket gets into some antics because Jessie has her Jessie lure like Misty does, but it's not good enough. So Meowth has to swim down there with a little breather mask and catch a Seeking with his bare paws. That makes sense. He's a cat. Mm, yeah, but the Seeking is like three times as large as he is. So it doesn't work out too well. And then he gets caught by Misty and then Jesse and Misty are yanking on Meowth and doing tug of war. And then his breathing mask comes off. Wacky antics. How did he not get ripped in half? He's down to six lives now. Fishing antics ensue. At one point, Misty and Andreas get into a boat fight. And it ends with Andreas <laughs> jumping over Team Rocket's boat and capsizing them. Which could have killed them, but... <laughs> this this is awful. Like, Misty gets just in, as much into it and aggressive as Andreas does. And then she has the fucking gall to sit there and say, Oh my god, that other kid was so reckless. Are you okay? <laughs> I kind of dug that. I think we're getting back to Misty being a human being with flaws and characteristics. So I kind of appreciated that. <laughs> god, she could have fucking killed them. If Team Rocket, they'd be fine. <laughs> There's no regulators of this tournament. No, there's like not. Like I said. They don't have the Jumbotron, like the bug catching competition. I love that Team Rocket doesn't want to get discovered. So they're just like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> Their boat's completely flipped over. They, they flip it back over somehow. I don't know how that happens, but whatever. So Andreas got his big seeking and now there's only 10 minutes left. So Misty's like, I know what to do. I'll use my Misty lore special number four. Which looks a lot like special number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's redder. Okay, so it's time <laughs> for the end of the competition. Everyone gets participation trophies slash a commemorative badge. And James is delighted. He loves that badge. Andreas is the winner. But then Misty runs up at the last possible second and says, I have a big one too. And Ash doesn't even bother to enter in his seeking because he knows it's smaller than Misty's, I guess. Did he? He caught one. He did catch one before her. He did catch one. Oh, we forgot about that. Whoopsie. He's probably trying to hide it and keep it. 
Like, maybe they won't know. Turns out the tiebreaker for this is a Pokemon battle, which sucks if you're not a Pokemon battler, but okay. <laughs> I think Team Rocket interrupts the battle or something. I don't Yeah, they do. Okay, whatever. They want to steal the candy. Like, that's all they're there for. They don't give a shit about anything else. They're like, please just let us have the candy because we're fucking starving. And honestly, they should have just let them have it, but they don't. They should just grab the candy boxes and run. Like, yeah. they don't need to make a spectacle. It's Team Rocket, so of course they make a spectacle of themselves. But regardless. <laughs> they can't help it. They are born showmen. They just have to. Poliwhirl versus Poliwrath. Poliwhirl is not good, and he lacks self-confidence, and he's all worried and sad and upset. At which point, Psyduck comes out, and then Goldine and Staryu come out, and Missy says, Poliwhirl, you need some self-confidence. Yes, Oh, continue. I just have a I have a thought after the fact. Misty says, Poliwhirl, I wish you had more self-confidence. See, all your friends, all your great Pokemon friends that we see you guys interact all the time, they were insulted by this guy, <laughs> and so you need to defend their honor. You have to, which is a tactic I have found never works when trying to convince someone of what's best for them, because people don't want to hear it. Well, no pressure, right? It's like all these other people are counting on you, and you have to be better for them like no, <laughs> and poor pitiful poly world this whole episode has been very like shrinking violet kind of but now now he's encouraged by misty's strong words poly world fucking lost this battle and you can't convince me otherwise andreas did win and they did not like poly world got knocked out it had the x eyes it was down and the ref did not call that and then they had that whole like you can do it poly world like you know, hype up sort of situation where they all came out. That was after. But I'm like, she did not win. He, Poliwhirl was knocked out. Where does this happen with Team Rocket on the timeline? Because maybe they got to reset. They resume the battle after that, but I can't remember exactly. Yeah, th- this is after. Like, they don't even really start before Team Rocket. Okay. I, I think the rule is XIs do not equal KO. They just indicate an injury by the animation rules of this specific episode. Okay, I thought the XIs were like dead, dead. No, XIs is like XIs is we're entering the ten count. Uh, Swirly eyes are like we're calling it nine, yeah. eight, eight, seven. Oh, they count up. They count up. Oh, I don't give a shit. Center, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so dismissive of me. <laughs> Jacob's like know nah. the sport, Austin. I don't know the sport. You know me. <laughs> so what is that? What is the eye indicator for death? It just looks like eyes closed. No, the eyes are wide open, but they're motionless. No, they're gone. There's no color to them anymore. Oh, it's anymore. like white. Just white. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> out like they're on batteries. Like the, like the charge is gone. You can't see the life behind their eyes. Okay. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe he wasn't KO'd. I just thought he was... I'm working backwards to explain this. I don't... Okay. Why am I doing this? Google dead Pokemon. See what yeah, do Oh, please. Oh, God. Well, it turns out Poliwhirl is way better than Poliwrath because it uses two bubbles, a Mega Punch, and a Water Gun, and that defeats Poliwrath. And now, something that would never happen in real life happens because Andreas, the big bully and egotist, apologizes because now he's humbled, and he tells Misty he was wrong to be so rude about her and her Pokemon, which has never happened in the history of the entire world. That's not a thing. Right? I wrote that down, too. I'm like, how did he have such a 180 as it comes to his personality? Like, he was just like, oh, you beat me. Okay, I'll accept that. And I wrote down the specifics of how Misty is going to divide her chocolate earnings. Oh, yeah, tell us. She's going to send 20 bars to her sisters. No, I wouldn't do that. Because her sisters are assholes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Regardless, they get 20 bars. Unless they melt on the way there. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a calculation as you go. Okay, so twenty bars to the sisters, fifty bars to Brock's family, fifty to Brock. Okay, so that's nine children in Flint. Okay, and then if we stop using specific counts because she just says a big box for Professor Oaks and Tracy. So what do we think is a big box? And what is a big box of chocolate bars? Someone like Google that. Thirty. Sure. Well, she has three sisters, and Oak and Tracy are just two people, but she probably likes them better than her sisters. I don't know. I'm just saying we're at 100 right now. Okay. Ash's mom gets another box. So that's like, what, another- 30 more. 30? Okay. Uh, She's going to save a big bunch for Togepi and Pikachu. So what's a big bunch? 50. Okay, so we're at 180. Ash says, what about me? And Austin says, what about Poliwhirl? Does he get chocolate? No, he's allergic. Can tadpoles eat chocolate? Where is Poliwhirl's 
Well, where's its mouth for one thing? Good question. Secondly, with our calculation, rudimentary calculation, that's only 180. Is that a year's supply of chocolate? I would think a year's supply of 365 chocolate bars. Yes, that is, that's not even close. Can we just all agree that this is some kind, this has to be some kind of like chocolate scam. Like this has to be some kind of... Big chocolate. Big Nestle chocolate owns money. this lake. And, <laughs> and they That's are, why they're so big. The water's really tainted. <laughs> they're trying to distract from what they're doing to the water. Because they're mutated from like the runoff of the toxic chemicals from their chocolate plant. What we didn't plant. hear was that this is the Nestle-sponsored annual Sea King catching competition. Oh, okay. Got it. I mean, do the... Oh, Alex, you're going first, followed by me, and then Austin. Wow. I've been first like this whole time. Okay. MVP, I'm gonna give it to... I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, Polyworld. Why not? It finds its uh, inner self-confidence. So good for Polyworld. Even though Misty bullied him into doing that. Um, LVP, I'm gonna give it to the ref for being the worst ref ever and not interfering in this really one-sided battle. Like, they were biased for sure. And it's probably never happened before. They probably just made it up on the spot, and the guy's not even a judge. He's probably, probably. like, until someone, can't, until someone can't move. He doesn't know how to ref. Yeah. He didn't go to Pokemon judge school. Yeah. Which is real. Is it? We got an episode about it. Okay, okay, we'll get there when we get there. God, I can't wait till we get to Don George. Jesus. You're gonna be waiting. Okay. I know. I know. Okay, and my quote is, I surprisingly didn't have any. I have, like, one. Okay, so the part where Misty and Jesse rip me off in half when they're, like, fishing and they're both, like, trying to reel him in and Misty's all disappointed because she's like, oh, dang, whatever it was got away. And Ash says, maybe it was some kind of bottom feeder, like a catfish. <laughs> hey oh, I know. I don't know what, I don't know what to do here. I'm gonna give my MVP to Goldine. Wow. Because we see Goldine. In the water for once. Yeah, for once. I'm gonna give my, oh, I'll give my MVP to the Sea King. Wait, I thought that was your MVP. Oh, LVP. Sorry, I give my LVP to the Sea King. Because this is horrible. <laughs> the way they just get caught and beat up. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see, I wish we saw more uh, tactics. But it seemed like everybody had, like, the universal tactic was to don't reel it in yourself. Have your Pokemon buddy torture it. And then my uh, quote comes from Ash. And um, it's at the very end when um, he's about to shoot, blast them off after they interrupt the battle. He goes, you guys deserve a booby prize. Booby prize. Yeah. Uh, Not very good quotes this episode. Mm-mm. Should my MVP be Misty or James? This is all up to you. This is a personal, give it James. very personal decision. Alex, vote. What was the choices? Misty or James? James. All right, James wins because he got a commemorative <laughs> badge and he was really excited about it. My LVP, I want to give it to Andreas, but I have a funnier, less obvious one. Nestle. No, I've already done that before. This one <laughs> is going to be the Who's That Pokemon segment because it claims in its little blurb that Kabuto is a beetle-like Pokemon. And I was like, no, it's not. It's a crab. Wait, when was the Who's That Pokemon? I think I missed it. It was halfway through the episode. Well, yes, but I think I... I don't know. Maybe the ver- I think the version I watched didn't have it. I think it cut it out. That's why you got to watch it on the DVDs like I do. Wait, so what is the context again? It says what? It says something like this beetle-like Pokemon is extinct or something. Oh, that's weird that they even gave it any sort of like exposition. Isn't it just like, who's that Pokemon? It's whatever. Yeah, they've been doing it this whole time. They've been giving them like, this Pokemon growls in its sleep. Oh, I- see, I've missed it because I've my version doesn't have it, so... Mm, right. Maybe you should use official sources and support the media. Well. Okay, my quote. <laughs> <laughs> Meowth is underwater and he says, I don't like it down here. It's too wet. Good one. Anyway, that's a uh, hook, line, and stinker. Not a good title again. The Roadrunner and Wiley E. Coyote did it better. I would have called it like Seeking Seeking. Ooh, can that be our episode title? I like it better. I don't. I like the original one better. Seeking Seeking. Audience, you decide. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put the Twitter poll out. Honestly, you could do it. I could. Do you think I should do that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Speaking of polls, 
I posted a poll on Twitter a while back saying, do you want us to do Pokemon Mad Libs on the podcast? And it got a grand total of two votes. And I suspect that those two voters were Alex and Jacob because they both said yes. I can say with a confidence that I did not vote in the poll. For one thing, I don't use I don't use Twitter. I use X. And second of all, I don't have an account on it, so I couldn't vote. So to the two people that participated <laughs> in the poll, so I'm guessing it was a yes, right? It was a yes. 100% yeah. vote for yes. <laughs> a unanimous vote. <laughs> so a un- unanimous yes vote. So Jacob and I will be playing Mad Libs because Austin thinks he's too good for Mad Libs. No, I, I don't want to hear it because Austin <laughs> bought not one, but two official Pokemon Mad Libs books off of Amazon, and I will be the one leading that next week in our Mad Libs episode. Woo! I'm, I'm so actually looking excited. forward to that. So I don't know how to... we're going to format it, but we'll figure it out. We'll just, we'll do it live. Remember when we did the Pokemon Adventure Junior game or whatever? That was fun. That was funny. The problem was we had so much like dice rolling segments. Oh yeah. Yeah. That I couldn't cut out. We're going to, we're going to figure it out. It's going to be good. We'd have to, like, improve the battle system where we just flip a coin. Like, heads hit, tails miss. Yeah. That's how you do it. We were, like, trying to calculate it, and we couldn't count. Uh, we're going to make our own tabletop game. Get ready, you guys. Oh. We are? Out of the drying pan. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. going to be called Out of the Drying Pan. Oh. Okay. Available in store soon. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. You can support it on GoFundMe or Kickstarter. That's not That's not real. Don't do it. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't, we don't do that. Uh, the other thing we're going to do next week is we had a patron request a fan fiction written by Wa Austin, yours truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for saying we suck at writing. <laughs> do not <laughs> insult our patrons. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Austin is the best writer. We know that. Clearly. It was from Tristan, who a while back said on Twitter slash X, are we going to be doing <laughs> posting episodes, podcast episodes on YouTube? And the my answer was, Maybe. Do people want to see that? Is that a thing? Do you want us to go to that marketplace? Let us know if you prefer the episodes to be posted on YouTube. Yeah, let us know your thoughts on that audience. Is that something that you would prefer to see or would like to see or or what? Let us know. That's it for next week. That's exciting. I look forward to that. Yep, Mad Libs and uh, a fan fiction. Excited to see what Austin does with that. Me too. Are you going to talk about like what it is? Are we going to go into it with you saying what it is? No, it's going to be a surprise. Okay. All right. Surprised fan fiction. If you would also like to suggest things for us to discuss, such as us writing a fan fiction based on your prompt, join the Patreon. Thank you for supporting us. It really yes. means a lot. Yeah, we got all giddy. All right, does anyone have anything else to say before I close this out here? Nope. I'm nope. very, very satisfied with how that went. All right, good deal. <laughs> you weren't a fan, Austin? The Seeking episode just... Uh, no, it- you just phrase that weird. What? <laughs> Thank you all for listening. <laughs> it was a five-star rating. We really deserve that five-star rating, as you can tell. If you have any questions or comments, you know, send them to the out of the drawing pan at gmo.com. Again, that is out of the drawing pan at gmo.com. Or uh, we've had this happen before. You can send your questions to through the Instagram. Alex is always posting some cool uh, stuff there. And of course, Austin mentioned, you know, we've got a Twitter. The handle is out of drawing pan. Again, the handle is out of drawing pan. The Patreon, which you mentioned several times this podcast, the link can be found in the description for the podcast. So if you want to go there and check out the tiers and support there, go ahead. And also join us next time as this journey continues. Uh, we love you all. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>